Tanya for the fifth of Adab, first the story. The Magid of Koshnitz once had Yaakov Yitzchak of Shishcha, famously known as the Yid HaKadosh, as a visitor at his house, at the Shabbos table. And he, he, had, he was discussing with him, and he asked him, he said, there's something very peculiar that I noticed about myself. The Magid of Koshnitz asked his guest, he said, I noticed that I feel so much more holy, holiness on the second day of Yom Tov than on the first day of Yom Tov. Now the, the first day of Yom Tov is, is something which is, you know, from the Torah, which is something that the way we kept it in Eretz Yisrael, the way we kept it in Israel in the times of the Beis HaMikdash. The second day of Yom Tov, the second day of, of the holy, of the festivals, is a, is a decree that was made because of exile, because of the distance that people lived now from the Beis HaMikdash. And he was wondering, and he asked his guest, why is it that I feel so much more joy for the sec- for the second days when they're just rabbinic in in decree and they're based on the exile, then I do feel for the ones that are actually from the Torah itself. So Yid HaKadosh answered his host. He said like this. He said, "We know that Hashem is like a husband, and the women, the the Jewish people are like the wife, and the exile was like a not a rejection, but it was like an estrangement between a husband and a wife." Said the Yid HaKadosh. The second days of the fest, the second days of Yom Tov is a, a estrangement because you know the only reason that's coming about is because we're, we we have this distance, you know, uh, exile, etc. But he said like this that once a husband and wife um, have a drama, quarrel, the husband quarrels with the wife. The afterwards, when they make peace, the love that's felt be- between them is so much greater than it was before. And the Magid of Kajnus loved the answer. And he kissed the Yid, the Yid Kajnus on the forehead and said, you revived me. Like he was, he was troubled about the fact that he, that he had this, this holiness, felt this holiness on the second day and not the first. But the answer was so satisfactory, he, he was so happy. The Tanya right now is talking about Tim Tumalev. Well, that's, that's what we were talking about. We're talking about Tim Tumalev, which is this spiritual malady where a person feels this deep desensitivity from godliness. And how, what, is a person supposed to, what is a person supposed to do about it? The Altar explained at great length in, in chapter 30, a person needs to crush himself. Or a Bainani needs to crush himself. And the, through a person crushing himself, through the Bainani, especially crushing himself, and it sounds like this might be a malady that only really affects a Bainani, but at the same time, this is, this is a, a, an approach that a person could, could, could um, use, make himself humble and crushing himself, etc. He's able to break this um, lack of feeling, this desensitivity, and, and thereby coming to serving Hashem with joy. But of course, this strategy, both forms of this strategy, have a massive pitfall, and that is a person's dabbling in depressing type of behavior, in crushing himself or feeling extreme humility. Whatever it is, there's a very obvious uh, flip side of this all, and that's what Al-Tab is now going to discuss in chapter 31. You know, a person's tampering and meddling around with very dangerous material, and that is you know, crushing oneself or deep humility. Even though a person, a Benini, will be dealing with, you know, um, very dangerous material, you know, breaking oneself and, and being um, uh, humble in spirit, and it might lead to depression, says Altaba, you don't have to worry. Do it anyway. It's, it's a worthwhile investment. Now, the Alter straight away establishes 
The truth of the matter is, depression is not holiness. There's no form of holiness that has depression involved. Or that it's something in this world that could be utilized for goodness, but it most certainly is not automatic. It's not a safe attire. It's not something which is automatically holy. It's something which could be, unfortunately, misappropriated in a dreadful, horrific way and lead a person to dreadful behavior. How do we know this? Because about a holiness that's written, that in the place of Torah, in the place of, of, of holiness, there's joy and there's, and there's strength. Depression, of course, is not that. That's the opposite. Which means that straight away, depression is not, has, isn't holy. And we know that the Hashem's presence only dwells with a person that has joy. But now, if a person utilizes depression or 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 sadness in order to spur himself to greater spiritual heights, well, then it's good of the redeemable. You know, just like a like a table. Is a table good or bad? Well, neither. It's it, it's either. It, you can utilize a table for holiness to make it a Shabbos table, or you can utilize it for impurity, um, you know, and sitting around and slandering someone else around the table. It can be utilized. In, same thing with depression. Depression can be, it's not automatic holiness. It, it can be utilized to, 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 to rise and lift the person up, or unfortunately it can be used in order to sink a person down. Well, the chain so that's why the result says a person shouldn't do any form of worrying about their sins during davening and learning because at that time they need to be joyful and and depression is not a holy thing. Depression is a possibly holy thing, but not not an absolute holy thing. Nonetheless, it says, if a person has no choice, and a person's a Bainani, and they're finding themselves having this deep desensitivity of the heart, and they want to work out, how do I get myself out of this, um, utilizing this tool of, of, of um, sadness and bitterness is a way for a person to Get himself out of it. Okay, that's that's what he needs to use. In fact, the Alter says you can even see this this idea in 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 general that a person will use something, a, a measure of something, in order to get the person out of that. We see this principle. For example, the handle of the axe is what you use to chop down wood. From the trees, so you're using a, a uh, using a weapon against the tree that is a piece of tree. That's the that's the way to do it. And this is what it means that from all sadness to be a prophet, that a person should take advantage of a sad situation and, and try to leverage it towards gladness. Says so in this case, a person utilizing sadness. But it's to an end. It's an end that he'll break himself, thereby coming to a true joy afterwards. Now, the other one's going to say, okay, listen, for clarity purposes, we've been using the word depression. And we're not talking about medical depression. Medical depression needs to be treated by a doctor and in a professional way. We're talking about, you know, a lack of sensitivity. But the other one says the truth of the matter is, when a person wants to break himself, he's not supposed to use the depressive um, qualities in order to, to to master himself and get himself out of this timtum halev mode, this lack of sensitivity mode. The real truth of the matter is we're using that word freely, says al but the truth is, Real depression means a person, his heart is like stone and he has no energy. He just lies down in bed and says, I'm not moving, I'm, I'm depressed. 
And that's, that's what depression really is. But that's not what the Alter Rebbe is suggesting a person does if he has lack of sensitivity to break himself and bring himself to this depression. No, the Alter says, The Alter says, this isn't depression. This is bitterness. Bitterness is packed with enthusiasm. You're bitter about something. You're fiery, fiery with bitterness. It's not a lack of feeling. It's such an overflowing of Gavura energy, but it's not depressive where you're lethargic and unmoving and uncaring. No, you're, you're a fire and a, a, almost like a burning anger that's, that you're, that's waking you up. That's saying, listen, sh- shaking the person up and saying, get rid of this, this ego feeling that's surrounding you and, lack, and stopping you from, from getting um, any form of feeling. Because you have inside of yourself, you have joy that comes from chesed, and then you have this, this power, this energy that comes from kavura. Utilizing that is, is a holy thing. Sometimes you might have the animalistic soul overbearing and, 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 and putting that desensitivity on top of a person. And how do you destroy it? Using the animalistic type of urge, which is that strength, that gavura, that, that, that um, resistance, um, severity that's inside the person. What do you use? You use that energy against the animalistic soul itself. So you're, instead of using a joy and kindness and, and openness, you're using that tough animal-like resistance against the animal's, animal soul, Therefore, thereby opening yourself up to be sensitive to godliness again. That's why the rabbi said, a person should always use the good inclination to rage against the animalistic soul, because, or the evil inclination, because that's the way to open up the, animal, the animalistic soul, the evil inclination, and enable it to start feeling again. Now, when it, when it says, a person should always, it doesn't mean always do that. That person should always be raging, because, as Alter Rebbe already established, it's not a healthy behavior to do throughout the day, even for the very unique niche situation of a Bainini that needs to have this, you know, um, t- type of approach to sensitize himself. He shouldn't be doing this all day. Well, Alter means when the rabbis say to do always, it means always when needed. When a person needs to do this, he should always do this. Says a very pragmatic idea. When should a person do it? Okay, fine. A person fi- finds himself by uh, being desen- uh, desensitized to spirituality, and he's like, "Okay, I need, I need a, I need a rage against my animalistic soul. I need to wake myself up." And of course, it's not a depressive rage as we just established. It's a bitter rage where a person's just filled with energy, not lack of energy, filled with energy, but a very gavura type of energy. And he's like, "Okay, I need to fix myself up. When should I do it?" The Hatzibah says, instead of picking a moment, let the moment choose itself. If you find yourself upset about something about this world, you know, material matters, or whatever it is, that's a moment when you're already in a bitter mode, okay, that's, that's your sign now, you utilize that moment to let yourself grow, if you're just upset for no reason, you don't know why you're upset, you're just upset, okay, now's a, now's a, a moment where you're upset anyway, you may as well utilize and leverage that moment to bring you to a, to a greater sense of sensitivity, but just picking moments or continuously having this type of mentality, of course, is not helpful, it's not healthy, 
That being said, again, I'm going to reiterate the, 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 the same point I've already mentioned a few times over chapter 29 and 30, and that is nowadays the Rebbe made it very clear this is not the type of approach. This bitterness doesn't belong in our generation anymore. And a person needs to continuously be besimcha, even if they have reasons to, to try to sensitize themselves. Nowadays, after such a dreadful gullus where we've already been broken and crushed through the gullus itself, through the exile itself, nowadays we need to just use the approach of being joyful and happiness and happy continuously. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya Tanya Zell and Nisha Shana Wayaf, Khamishal and Salafat Kasar, Shalom, and Yan Kamanyan, Fushim, Ramon, Khamish, Siesta, Mishabasarakil, Behind Mishabaka, Lev, Tifilibala, Lev, Tifilibala, Lev, Tifilibala, Lev